0: Episode 231 of the morning skate. Yeah, your host here, Ked. I am joined with my co-host Brownie, and Brownie has a special announcement for you at home. So Brownie, take it away.
1: All right. So tonight, I personally am brought to you by Steel B razor Covers. Mm. So you and I are not the most clean-shaven individuals. Ruggedly handsome is what I think. There you go. That works as well. Yeah. Uh this is a razor cover that is meant to extend the life of your blade by up to three times. So what it does, it's a it's a cover that goes around the blade, men's and women's, all major brands, Harry's, Gillette, whatever. And it creates a protective vapor around the blade that uh, slows corrosion. So therefore, for someone who shaves every day, it's always nice and sharp. For someone like you or I, who says hi to the razor once a month, it's still nice and sharp. It has a... Um, a trademarked, protective Z Rust Vapor Shield that keeps the blade protected from moisture, and like I said, it extends the life up to three blade three times its uh, length. It's been in, independently tested and proven. It is available on Amazon or direct from the source at thesteelbee.com. And the logo, as you can see on my hat, is
0: lights out. No, it's a nice looking logo. So essentially, this is skate guards for your ice hockey skates. Skate sort guards for favor- your razor. Yep. Right, so yeah, there it is. That's how we right. try it back to hockey. That's big brain. Shit. Well, we're not done. Even, we're, that not was even, great we're not even, we're not even talking two minutes into this podcast. I am buzzing right now. That, that was you. a good average, dude. And you're personally sponsored okay. now. You're like a NASCAR driver. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing sponsorship. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Your video went away, but I can still hear you. Hold on. I'm right back. All right. Thanks. Well, there he there is. He's back. There he's back. Uh, so yeah, guys, there wasn't a lot really going on in the hockey world today, but don't you worry about it, Brownie fucking fired up the dock again i i had i added some stuff there late which i do have some Mia culpas too again oh dude i i gotta meet me a mea culpa dude that's what it comes <laughs> down to but uh before we get into it how's everything going with you dude how was how was your holidays and all that all that holiday
1: was great i have a five-year-old dude so christmas rocks
0: oh, right that's really sick. Yeah, dude. we had a that's blast so cool. did like, you get that I video i sent you it, by the way oh those fucking christmas lights bud yeah i no, got no, 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 that one that one was
1: awesome but the one of my daughter and the whoopee cushion and the fake <laughs> what, poop. What time did you send that at? Uh, I don't know. I can resend it to you. So some of the gifts I got, I got my daughter oh, way too bro, much. Bro, I was Every still day. hungover.
0: Sunday at 9.55. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't got a chance to watch that. It's all right. rough It's time there for you. Currently, yeah. Okay. But some of the so- stocking
1: stuffers, I got her a whoopee cushion, excuse me, and fake dog poop. And let's just say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We had quite the f- time, fun time with those items.
0: And that's just a gift that'll go on forever, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Stuff was hysterical. I was actually – I lived for stocking stuffers growing up. I always thought that those were, like, the coolest gifts. Obviously, the big box was always kind of nice, but then you're like, ooh, what do we have in here? And, like, especially growing up, as I got older, it was a lot of, like, colognes and shit. And I'm a big, like, cologne guy, huge cologne guy, so – Do
1: you do stocking stuffers first or last?
0: Uh, Last normally. Oh, Well, I think when I was younger first, but, like, dude, honestly, like, we opened gifts – Pretty much like whenever it gets close to Christmas. So, like this year, like my mom was off for Christmas Eve and Christmas. Christmas Eve at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, hey, just want to do presents. And we just did oh. it. So it was like it was like kind of nice. But it was nice. It's nice to be home, dude. It's nice to be. Shout out to all the fucking hockey moms out there, man. Like and hockey dads. Just getting after spending a ton of money for their kids to make sure they oh, can play God, the yeah. they love. Like and you know, like. As a parent, so cool every Christmas because it's like, okay, cool. I get to see my kids be happy. Like, this is awesome. Yep. But at the same time, the anxiety that probably goes through a hockey parent, I, I, I probably unmatched looking at this stuff. But because I've grown up, like, through the game, I know, like, it's like those big expensive sticks and shit that people are buying their kids that are, like, nine years old. To me, oh, yeah. I think like the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, you start buying an expensive stick when you get old enough where you kind of know what's going on with it and shit like that. But I remember growing up, like, all these kids want these expensive sticks. And I always use, like, the heavier kind is like, fuck it. So just something to think about from hockey. Is it, is way.
1: it, is there peer pressure? Like, if you have a dusty stick?
0: I think a little bit. But yeah. at the same time, like, it, it, dude, you're a kid. Like, it, Like, the flex on your stick does not matter when you're nine years old. Like it, it it's just and how it,
1: it. it right exactly That's what I'm saying. So <clears throat> to me, at to least be perfectly honest. I don't think the flex and you stick
0: matters at my age, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I get some serious torque when I'm trying to go glassing out, but um uh, <laughs> yeah, Christmas was fucking good. Got to hang out with the boys, it was nice seeing everybody. Hal came home, it was nice seeing him. Uh yeah, kind of got after We have world junior. I was pretty excited for it tonight, but we'll get into that why I'm really not that excited anymore. Um, yeah, we, ju- we have a ton of shit to get into, so let's well, just let do me, Let me hit the Mia Culpas. Do you, want, do you want, do we want to do Mia Culpas before NHL in the news? I could probably make its own thing. Oh
1: yeah. I probably can't. I think we should lead off with the Mia Culpas because it's typically things we screwed up the prior week or I screwed up the prior week. So you want to get those out. You want to get out in front of those.
0: I should go on Facebook and just search for a Mia Culpa and message. It'd like, hey. be like, Hey, can you record like audio saying, hi, this is Mia Culpa with Mia Culpas. <laughs> Something to think about. could be funny. Also, maybe creepy, but who knows? All right, me a couple times. Go for it. All
1: right, so first off, the Sinbad movie. Remember we were talking about it? It yes. was called Houseguest. And the guy, this is embarrassing, but the guy, I couldn't remember who the straight guy was. Phil Hartman, an absolute legend, taken too soon.
0: Okay. See, I, I don't know. Saturday Night that? Live, you know him. Phil
1: Hartman. If you looked him up, you would 100% know who he was.
0: What uh, What else is he in? Let me look.
1: He, he was in a million different things.
0: You know, you on, were talking about sindad last week and like, okay, I, I didn't know that guy died.
1: Yeah, I think his wife killed him and herself, if I remember correctly.
0: On a side by gunshot, 49 years old, back in 98, no shit. Yeah, he was on news yeah. radio. Like Norm McDonald. But last week you were talking about Syndad, and I was going along with it. And to be completely honest with you, Bernie, I know who he is but it's going to pain you why I know who he is. And the only wow. reason I know who he is, is he's in an episode of always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's fair. But that's the only reason why you I know watch house guest.
1: He, wait, he's in jingle all the way, dude.
0: Yeah. But like when I think of him, for some reason, I think that episode of always sunny. Cause it's a great episode.
1: Ah, fair. Fair enough.
0: Um, okay. So me a couple all right, then
1: tying in the Christmas, uh, this was pointed out to me by one of my buddies. Uh, one of the Christmas movies. I don't know if it would make my top 10, but it's an honorable, honorable mention. Uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas.
0: Okay, I like the Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah, same fun. here. And they're, that they're one good. goes
1: completely off the rails with Doogie Howser there. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris.
0: I feel like uh, your buddies are listening to this podcast like a notebook, pen, and paper, and they're and oh, hundred percent. Like, I like that. that.
1: Keeps you on your toes, right? Dude, this is the, you welcome to my world. This is all we do. Like <laughs> my wife is like, well, "How are you guys at hockey so late?" It's the same idiots telling the same stories.
0: And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And for some reason they get funnier each week. Every time. Yep. It, it's crazy.
1: Uh we we completely missed that Andy Green had his thou- 1000th game uh currently playing for the Devils.
0: I might have known that. I just he was a Devil and an Islander, so it's like mm all right, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, hey, congratulations. I actually like Andy Green. He's like I love the way he plays. He's like a great, like sixth, seventh defenseman, quiet, yep. never really fucking stands out. When he was good, he was pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. He had yeah. a few, he had a few really, really like dominant make mistakes, Green, didn't he? Doesn't make mistakes ever. Yeah.
1: Um <laughs> this one. So Joe Pavelski and Tanner Kiro are actually eight years apart in age. So Pavelski was not so much of a father figure yeah, as I, think, I thought possible. Yeah,
0: I don't think uh, – yeah. That was okay. a tough one. Eh.
1: And then this one, we just missed this, or I missed this. So the the story about Winnipeg uh, interim coach Dave Lowry taking over. Okay. His son is on the My, team. Yeah, I think I said that. Well, all right, so I did a little digging. Okay. Father, son Fathers that have coached their son in NHL history.
0: Can I guess? Sure. What I know?
1: uh there's a ranger connection on here is there is a sutter no they've coached as brothers brother is coach brother and an uncle coached a nephew
0: damn that would have been my first very close then oh this is gonna drive me nuts bobby holden coach did he no then i don't know
1: all right so sid abel coached his son jerry for detroit in the late 60s Bill Deneen coached his son, Kevin, for Philly, 91 I, to 93.
0: I should have known that one because one of the Nadeens, uh is the assistant coach at the Thunder right now. I'd have to interview him oh, between yeah. every first and second period, and he was – dude, he was the funniest guy. Like, he was oh, – yeah. he had, like, a pretty good dry sense of humor. That's and great. every time I'd ask him a question afterwards, I'd be like, I'm sorry I asked you the same question. He's like, you don't have fucking anything else in your tool belt. I'm
1: like, <laughs> 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 um. Bernie Geffron coached his son, Dan, for Montreal in seventy nine eighty. I believe that's Boom Boom, right? Bernie Boom Boom Geffron, isn't it?
0: I, it should be if it's not.
1: All right. This is the cool one. So, yeah. Lester Patrick coached his son, Lynn, for the Rangers. Lester
0: Patrick's an award, correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He coached his son, Lynn, in 34-39 to 39 for the Rangers, right? Okay. Lester Patrick also coached his other son, Muzz, from 37 to 39. That means for... Muzz? Yeah, it's all... I could not find his real name. What fucking
0: name, though, dude. I love that shit. I
1: don't know. So that means for two years, Lester Patrick coached both his kids playing for the New York Rangers. But I'm going to take this one step further, waiting for this. So Lynn Patrick, one of the brothers, coached his own son for St. Louis... In 74, 75, and his dad, Craig Patrick. And you know who Craig Patrick is?
0: Shut up. No yeah. way. Sister he yeah. the 80 team, correct? And, exactly. and I think he was exactly. involved in the Rangers as well.
1: Yep. So I thought you, I thought you, that was all to tell you that stat.
0: Boy, that's hockey royalty, huh? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I what thought what, like what
0: that. is that award?
1: The Lester Patrick?
0: Yeah. Is that goalie?
1: Uh, wait. Well, I can look it up. My phone's right. Yeah, here.
0: look that. Look that up uh, while we're uh while we're talking about it. I th- I'm pretty sure that's an award. It fucking sounds super. It, it's.
1: Right. I know that there used to be the Patrick Division.
0: <clears throat> this is great radio for the people. Is this going right? to be
1: another me a couple next week?
0: Oh man! Can you <laughs> that, if it, can
1: Uh, Lester Patrick Trophy has been presented by the NHL and USA Hockey since 1966. To honor a recipient's contribution to ice hockey in the United States. It's considered a non NHL trophy because it may be awarded to players, coaches, officials, and other personnel outside the NHL.
0: So I think I was really wrong, but right at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I believe so. Okay. I'm going to give you that one.
0: Well, okay. So we, Mia Culpin, ourselves. Yeah, that, that's it. Good. <laughs> um, all right. NHL and then on the news. Jump into it. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, NHL in the news. Again, we have a little bit to kind of go up here. Alex Tuck debuted for the Buffalo Sabres Monday against Montreal. The Sabres also have recalled Fords, Peyton Krebs, JJ P- Peterka, and R2. Oh, Jesus. Chris Yeah, probably. Um, the reason why I brought that up because Peyton Krebs. He was a part of that Jack Eichel deal along with Alex Tuck. So they have two yep. of those guys in their lineup currently. Alex Tuck, pretty sure he's hes definitely from the Syracuse area. I forget what hometown. Well, I thought was he was from right at Buffalo. No, I think he's from like skinny Atlas or some shit like right. that, but he grew up a Sabres guy. Nice to see the Buffalo's getting some new blood in there. It's probably about it. Do you remember that one Whoa. move when he was on Minnesota and he scored, uh, in like a shootout, like a rookie camp, and then he moonwalked by the bench?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Actually.
0: Cool.
1: He also, uh, like, like we talked about the time, he's excited to be there. Yeah, so find <laughs> another player that's ever said that about Buffalo.
0: That makes that makes a world of difference. Here's the thing, dude. If I was elite, elite, I mean Jack Eichel is elite, elite. So that kind of sucks. But it would be kind of cool to be the one person to turn around the Buffalo Sabres franchise, just because their their fans are nuts, dude. And like ask Connor
1: McDavid how that's going for him in Edmonton. So
0: Buffalo would be if Buffalo was good. Buffalo would be a really cool place to play with the chicken wings. Well, I was growing up, Buffalo figures,
1: is a pain in the balls.
0: Yeah, like the it's just a hockey. Like they're just hard working hockey people. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? It would be cool, but they're not. So uh, kind of sticking with Buffalo, but not really. Robin Leonard was a member of the Sabres, but uh, just real quick, he shaved his beard and returned to Long Island for Lou. I thought that was kind of
1: cool. He put up his Instagram post. And he wrote for Lou, and he showed like the beard in the sink. Uh,
0: Robin Leonard's the man, dude.
1: He just talked on and on about how the, uh, that year for playing for the Islanders, how it saved his life. Literally said that.
0: The only weird thing I have with that is I'm surprised he didn't admit. Now, did the Islanders offer him or was he... Trying to find somewhere to make more money or I don't know like, the history there. Like I wonder why the Islanders wouldn't have just kept him. I mean, they're pretty good now, but something and they felt like they had enough in the pipeline, maybe. Um, <clears throat> this was really cool. The Anaheim Ducks. This Kevin Shattenkirk and uh Max Jones pranked their teammates. They had Kevin Shattenkirk dress up as a bear and they went through and they like interviewed everybody and he would scare the shit out of people. Had him take
1: pictures or, next to the giant teddy bear. Yeah.
0: yeah. And naturally Trevor's Egress was the one who flipped shit. Oh yeah. Uh, it, I mean, what he just seems like the coolest kid, dude. Like even when they interviewed him afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, he's a giant I is fucking scared shitless." <laughs> like,
1: he's Spicoli on skates, dude.
0: He's cool, dude. Like I wish I was half as cool as this guy. And he's like 18 <laughs> years old. I'm such a fanboy. It's stupid. Um, <clears throat> and the best terminology now—did he coin this himself, or is this no? Someone about? I saw someone
1: say it about the move. The dish again. I like. I don't
0: it. hate it. I don't hate it at all. It definitely makes sense. It is clever six with the mission it was the
1: one that i said that I, we were talking about with some of my buddies uh that trevor milano or the sunny zegris something like that we were trying it this didn't have the right ring
0: i like the dish again i think yeah, the i agree um so and our new segment i guess good chicago bad chicago uh <laughs> it
1: just keeps working out this
0: way <laughs> right uh good chicago the patty kane mark andre flurry they did like did a you little see this video, video? Yeah, they did a shootout, and, and Kane scored, and Fleury threw a stick at him, and Kane pretended to pick up the stick when he came over. He dropped it on the ground. It okay. was kind of cool. Like It was two super elite like players yeah. kind of giving like, a ruse at each other. You you kind of like to see that. If I'm a Blackhawks fan, the boys are loose.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. And plus, you want to see that competitive. I mean, yeah, I was joking around, but there's still a little bit of competitive edge to it, and you like to see that at practice, you know?
0: No, I agree. I didn't see this until now. Brett Conley got four games for that hit right. on Tanner Carroll. Girl, mm-hmm. um, wow, four games. So they must have thought that was intentional. There's not like you don't do that if it wasn't, yeah.
1: Or oh, they're just or maybe they're just trying to say, Look, we know it wasn't intentional, but the way it is now, the head was a minute contact. Is. You knocked him cold. It's it. We got to get these hits out of the game,
0: yeah. And then you this said, is my question for you How old do I think he is? How old do you think Brett Connolly is? Because I was way off. I have two guesses. Go ahead, 28 and 31
1: wow he's 29 that's not bad no that's awesome
0: did you think he was older i thought he was like 36 yeah i'm like he's been playing forever bro i think darren i'm convinced darren helms like 60 years old (laughs) that guy that guy i I saw him play how old old do you think patrice bergeron is that's another good question dude like because i know a little bit more backstory around the bees like I remember when he first came up with the Bruins, he was like their goal scorer. Like I think everybody thought Patrice Bergeron was going to score all these goals for him, and then he like got knocked the fuck out, and then he came back and he was just like an elite playmaking two-way center. It was kind of crazy. If I had to guess how old Patrice Bergeron is, I'm going to go with 34, 36. See, that's That's why it's crazy to me me that Barrett Connolly is 29. That's crazy that Patrice Bergeron's that old. Yeah, (laughs) and he still he broke in when he was 18 he was he scored so many goals like i was like this is gonna suck and then who somebody fucked him up on the flyers was it randy jones yeah randy jones so patrice bergeron's 36 that
1: means half of his life he spent in the nhl yeah all
0: right sick me right all right Uh, now you really feel
1: shitty about your own accomplishments
0: yeah uh (laughs) we're moving on to vancouver uh, Canucks are donating all their concessions they had in the house for postponed games to area food banks and the Salvation Army. Yeah, that's on cool. That's why. That's why isn't
1: everybody doing this?
0: It's insane, dude. Like even even like Dunkin' Donuts and like all those places. Like at the end of the day, they, they throw out all their shit. Oh, so there's a woman on Twitter
1: or Instagram. I don't know which one, but she dumpster dives at Whole Foods. <laughs> and Not shows good. the amount of food that's thrown away
0: it's nuts man and it's, it's there it doesn't go bad in a day dude and no. people need it yeah but then you could argue the people that just want to buy groceries and they would just go do that at night yeah yeah <clears throat> but uh and more of vancouver they're undefeated in six games since bruce there it is took over behind the back <laughs> uh big and Dawes guy bruce boudreau um Holiday season. Nikolai Ehlers said that he was taken in by the Stastny family for Christmas. He has no family here. Paul Stastny's wife, Haley, messaged Nikolai's mother to find out what his favorite Danish holiday dish was, and then she made it for him for Christmas dinner. I'll be forever thankful for that. That's pretty fucking lights out. I love that. And this
1: is why Winnipeg was one of my top three teams.
0: Do you think that that tasted anything like his mom making it? I mean, you'd have to know
1: Haley Stastny if she's... If she's going to go through the motion, is she really going to do
0: everything that, you know? Bro, I'm just saying, like, if you if you were like, hey, Ked, make a Danish dish, there is no way. No, that sure she, she walked
1: through it, like it, it, and it was a
0: step by she, step. She could walk me through it step by step. There would be no way that would taste like a Danish <laughs> dish. Like, at all. I'd feel awful. I'd try. But now the Stasnys. The Stasnys, the... Do you know more about the Stasny's like the whole family? How they were like really, like because they were really good players, like back. Yeah, I remember back. them. But they weren't American, right?
1: No, but, no, no. Uh, oh, someone right now, house screaming at us. Um,
0: <coughs> because Paul Stasney, he would be American, I think. The son. Yes, but the other ones were they Czech? I'm looking it up. I think they. I think. I think they were Czech. Which kind of blew my mind because I knew Paul Stastny was American. So I just kind of figured that that was just like the American thing. And I knew like years ago Check. they were really good.
1: Yeah. But they Check. were
0: nasty. They were really good.
1: Yeah. Peter, Anton, and Marion. <laughs> they defected in 1980.
0: Hell, they probably. Hey, saw listen, it while we're talking players.
1: about players that defected and stuff, how is Alexander McGinley not in the Hall of Fame?
0: You ever you ever watch a documentary on him on YouTube?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't watched the it's documentary. incredible.
0: It's fucking incredible. If you get he a chance, filthy. check it out. It's like I think it's like an hour long and it talks about He's body. like 150 pounds. Incredible. Even the Russian and he actually crazy.
1: risked his life to do it too at that time.
0: It's uh yeah, the world was definitely a different place back then. Yeah. Um, we're I, I have another Russian thing I want to bring up later in the pod when we get into the Bruins and Brad Marchand talking about the Olympics, but Fair we enough. Can get into that there. Uh Dylan Larkin, this was a cool video in warm-ups, doesn't have his helmet on, fucking wheeling around shoots slams into the board spills this guy's beer and he's like oh fuck i'm so sorry i'm so sorry did you hear him when they were still playing he
1: like skating around he's like i feel so bad i feel so bad like yeah i mean he knew he was mic'd up too but
0: still i think he skates to the equipment manager that's who i guess it'd be the assistant
1: i think it was the assistant equipment manager yeah
0: he got a 20 on you and he makes the guy go bring him a beer like that's pretty fucking cool and the guy walked all the way around the arena yeah. You got you got to think if that guy wasn't a giant Dylan Larkin fan that that has to be his favorite player now. Cuz if I was at a game no matter sure. what New York Ranger did that to me I'd be like he is my guy.
1: If you had if you could have a beer with any current New York Ranger who would it be?
0: <coughs> Fuck, it would have been Brendan Smith.
1: Um no, I said current cuz I knew your answer was Brendan Smith.
0: Let me think about this. Oh, this is gonna sound so stupid because he hasn't been on the Rangers for a long. Like, I think drinking one of Ryan Reeves' beers with I was Ryan say it's Lindgren. gotta be Revo, right? Would be cool. But if I'm talking somebody who has a little bit of longevity with the Rangers, Ryan Lindgren probably. Oh, that's like hard. I feel like I feel like he's probably a pretty cool dude. Yeah, but so, like Kapo would weird me out. Lafranier would be drinking red bull vodkas. Mika <laughs> would just be doing shots of vodka. Chris Kreider would have like a fucking 1870 bottle of wine. Like it oh,
1: I, I strikes me as a McUltra guy.
0: Or that. Or that. I mean, you don't jump out of a swimming pool without fucking drinking McUltra. This is why hockey players should market themselves better. He should be the face of fucking Mick Ultra, man. Jumps out of the pool, all the water that comes up, he just puts it into a glass and he says, Hey, this is Mick Ultra." <laughs> and there goes that sponsorship. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh kind of some sad news, dude. Brandon Tanav out for the year with a torn ACL. He got caught up in a pile up, fell awkwardly. Uh, you put this down. Couldn't agree more. Arguably the best player in terms of consistency and effort. Early fan favorite. Guy has a motor, an absolute turbo, right? And and he has this fuck you kind of edge to him.
1: Yep, I like Tanov. I like his (coughs) brother too. I think his brother's a good player also.
0: Yeah, they're yeah they're they're a low key player. Really quick throwing it back to Dylan Larkin. In terms of like players that have started out where I thought they were an absolute squid to where they are now, I think Dylan Larkin has improved like cool meter-wise for me this year. Hundred percent. Like a ton.
1: But is that because we're both now watching Detroit more? Because they're fun to watch.
0: No, because I think when they reported him when he was younger, they they kind of made him seem like not in terms of performance, but how they are as a person, like a Jack Hughes, like a little cocky little kid who like has a sick shot. Now, like you're seeing him in warm-ups doing this shit, and like he punched Matthew Joseph in the face earlier yeah. in the year. Like he he he's just kind of slowly going up for me, as are the right yeah. wings. Fair enough. Uh Yarmir Yager. Matt, Matt's just nodded. <laughs> he's like hey Ked, say it again but slower <laughs> Yarmir Yager all-time Instagram post with a picture of himself in a Santa suit with the caption Merry Christmas to you all my job as Santa is finished for the year so I can concentrate on hockey now look out Ovi <laughs> you love seeing this from Yogs. I mean who is the most interesting man in the world it's Yarmir Yager hockey wise yeah it's gotta be yeah, right easily
1: although low-key I think Chara speaks
0: like eight languages. Don't roll really your eyes. It's a fact. Here we go. Here we <laughs> go. Chris Kreider speaks Chinese. You don't think I'm fucking out here being like, hey, you know who's interesting? Chris Kreider is. Oh, because he can order food for you? <laughs> and he can play the piano and jump out of a pool. He actually can do a ton of shit now that I'm thinking about it. And like actually, Ryan Ron O'Reilly. R- I was just going to bring him up. They just told a story about him where every. Oh, I was listening. Who the fuck was it? Uh, I forget who it was, and honestly, I forget what interview it was, but it, it was like somebody who organized the events for Team Canada growing, up, like growing up, like World Juniors and shit. And he talked about every World Junior Ryan O'Reilly or or Ch- hockey championship, the IIHF thing, mm-hmm. every place where that was where that was. He, Ryan O'Reilly would get there, and he'd be like, "Hey, find a guitar store for me." So, and oh, he, and he gives away the, the guitars. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was yeah. So I thought that was kind of sick. Actually, I wait. Was, like,
1: this made me think of it when you said the uh, when you talked about Canadian and like that kind of those kind of tournaments. Uh, I think he'd be in my top 10 of NHL players to have a beer with, Drew Doughty.
0: <clears throat> he gets a lot of hate. I think he's, I love him. I think he's cool, dude. He's kind of I, like – my dad hated him. My dad thought he was a huge chicken shit because there was like one play with him and Dubinsky and he like suckered Dubinsky. So ever since then, like oh, there were never... <laughs> – Wait, so
1: your dad was picking up the Brandon
0: Dubinsky? <laughs> <laughs> Brownie, it was so bad that like – there were a couple things that you could immediately get my dad to just go off on. If you ever mentioned Hillary Clinton, he would fucking lose his shit and start throwing things. And it was Hillary Clinton and it was Drew Dowdy. Those were the two people for some reason. And everybody has them, and you'd be like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because I said so." And
1: It's like okay. <laughs> the kids yeah. who I coached, who we talked about how I stay in touch with them. They think it's funny when, like, I'm around. They in in arguably at some point while we're together, they somehow bring up Mark Wahlberg. Cause I'm like, fuck that guy every time. And they, they're like chuckling to themselves. I finally, it took me like two years to figure out what they were doing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's always little things like, oh man. Yeah. There's always little things you can put in there and stir the pot and then just kind of take a step back and be like, this is going to be fun. Normally it's like politics around like, ta- like Thanksgiving time. I remember a couple of years oh, yeah. ago, I just, I just dropped something in. Cause my dad was on one side and the rest of the family was on the other side and just watch them go. And I was <laughs> there sitting like, this is fucking awesome. To the point where my grandma's like, you did that on purpose. Didn't you? I'm like. Plead the fifth. Can't prove it. World Juniors time. So. Actual
1: hockey. That's ongoing.
0: <clears throat> this is bullshit. USA had to forfeit to Team Switzerland today due to two players being out with the COVID protocol. I'm so sick and tired of COVID, dude. I just want this shit to go away. I just want the fucking people to play. It, it's nuts. Now this is two players being on it. If this spreads at all, USA is just out of the tournament.
1: Yeah, because they're they're not post. They they have a tight window, so they're not postponing um it just counts as a forfeit <coughs> still better than what they're doing to the girls however
0: which i will definitely get into no i know um but yeah whatever uh you hate to see it they their first win i think they beat check three two i thought it would have been a little bit Better than that, but oh well. Canada's rolling. Mm. Owen Powers first hat trick for Canadian def- defenseman in the history of the uh the games.
1: I don't see how a defenseman never did in the past. To be perfectly honest, I mean, good on him. <laughs> you know, Powers is a hell of a player, but
0: especially like back in the day, like if yeah. you like, you like know, like a Paul Coffee or some shit. You're telling me? Oh, man, see, I was life.
1: thinking of um now I'm blanking. Niedermayer
0: or somebody like that. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. um, yeah. So Paul Coffee was Canadian, right? Yeah, yep. yep. Okay. Thank yep. God. I thought I mea a culprit all over the screen there. <laughs> uh, Jasper Wall said uh, Minnesota with a robbery, 48 saves for Sweden, a 3-0 win against Slovakia. Slovakia seemed to dominate that game, but, I mean, you got to ride the hot goalie, 48 saves. Right? Now, <clears throat> here's one. Do you think we'd be talking about Shane Wright, the number one overall pick coming out of this year's draft? Talk about Connor.
1: Who, who's not playing poorly by any means.
0: No, but he's not playing like Connor Bernard. Connor Bernard yeah. had four goals with 13 plus minutes left in the game in Canada versus Austria. It was 11 to 1 at that time. No, 16- it's right
1: now it's final. It's 11 to 2. I saw the final.
0: Four goals, 16 years old. Hat tricks by 16 year old Canadians at World Juniors. Wayne Gretzky, December 23rd, 1977. Wayne Gretzky, December 25th, 1977. And Connor Bernard, December 28th, 2021. Yeah, yes, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky scored two hat tricks two days apart at the age of 16. Pretty good.
1: So, I was listening to an interview. It must have been on Chicklets because it, it was Biz and Bisnet was saying how um, the first game Bernard had an assist, sure. and Wit was giving him the business a little bit because this game hadn't played obviously. Yeah, and I know Biz was just talking out his ass, but he did say he goes, "Yeah, it took it. He was out there for one game. He got an apple. He got the pace of the game down. You watch what happens next game. Sure, shit." Four goals, 16 years old, playing
0: against men. <laughs> He's going to be pretty fucking good, I think, man. Yeah, I'd say so. And, of course, it's the year that the Rangers aren't going to get that first overall pick. So. <laughs> Classic. Uh, Mason McTavish for Anaheim also had two goals in less than a minute. You love seeing that. And then we mentioned this uh, earlier briefly. So they canceled the, the women's uh, World Junior Tournament. Um, yeah. I just – I don't know Why? Like what? What is they don't bring in money.
1: They don't bring in the advertising. It's everything. Everything at this level of sports is about money. (laughs) Yeah, but Brownie, I get that. But you still just can't do that because you remember that you remember the thing last year when it was the amount of money spent. Excuse me, the amount of money spent on promoting the men's NCAA and the women's, and because it's all because of advertising. It's it's insanity. It's bro. You have youth hockey
0: you have youth hockey tournaments and shit where like people like United States seems well not now because of COVID would like travel up to like Canada and play in these things, but whatever. You're telling me you can't just do this. Like I don't get it. It's just honestly just a slap in the face because I honestly think this could happen. I think a lot of people are thinking, is it worth it? Well, to these girls it is. Like this is like not only to these
1: girls, but to the to the millions (laughs) of future generations that representation matters, they need to see. You know, the ponytail's out flying behind, so they go, oh, that's a girl playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff matters.
0: And, and I guess I get TV-wise like, you want to put on TV because it's not going to bring up. Whatever. Right, you want to get you know, started
1: on TV? How hard is it to find these games on fucking TV? Ah,
0: uh, it's fucking stupid. But when I Make it playing, easier, not harder. E- even if you don't put them on TV, at least the fucking thing's still happening. Like, at least right, he's got right. people competing for the fucking country. So, I don't get that. I think that's fucking stupid. Um, really no, quick. It,
1: does, point, it, it, it diminishes all the work that these girls put in. They work just as hard as the guys.
0: And and I think in this particular circumstance, I don't think they're asking for much. No, no. No, just have the fucking tournament. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, Apparently,
1: this is the pump Biz's tires portion of the podcast because in that same episode I listened to, he offered 10 grand of his out of his own pocket to make the tournament happen for the girls. That's fucking
0: cool. Yeah, good saying, on him. You're telling me you're going to get other NHL guys to do that? It's just like yep. putting money up on the board. On exactly and it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard send a fucking league wide email hey we're doing yeah. this and maybe they want to want to feel like a charity who gives a shit dude the tournament would still be happening exactly um but that's what we have on that speaking of tournaments and shit like that there is a new season of letter kenny i don't know if you watch letter kenny oh, yep just came out on christmas i just watched it pretty good you watched pretty the whole good. season already it was six episodes So I'm sure they'll probably come out with six more at some point, but they're only like 23 minutes apart.
1: The cliffhanger was Wayne walked out and the blonde was in the bar parking lot. That was the cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but no, no, don't
1: give me spoilers. You know, for, for a good stretch of time in my blogs that I would try to work a letter, Kenny reference into every blog. And I had two buddies that would try to, you know, call me on it. And if they saw it, then they won. If I got to pass them, then I won.
0: (laughs) I, I, yeah. I like that. Um, there there was a good scene with Shorzy, Riley, and Jonesy where they just went at it for like fucking six minutes. And I'm watching the shit that Shorzy was saying, dude. Oh my god, he's a, he's my favorite character, dude. Like, I just it, the fact that it, he just ties everything together. Whatever. Moving on, really quick. Turk was recalled to the LA Kings. Like seeing this, he's a high overall pick. We like to see. More youth infused in the lineups So we'll see how he happens How that goes and back to Wayne Gretzky really quick How'd you find this I I go on I go on Reddit Yeah, He was plus 137 On Wednesdays and he was minus 33 On Thursdays I'm trying to think So
1: if it's a Wednesday Game Maybe they're going to back
0: to backs Wednesday Thursday
1: Well I was thinking it was a Monday Wednesday Friday week right, or back-to-backs Wednesday, Thursday, so he had to be dialed in. If he was that bad on Thursdays, because the Western Conference did different scheduling, right? Yep. So if he was that bad on Thursdays, were they flying into a city playing Tuesday night and then not flying back out till Friday morning so the boys got into it? You see, I'm trying to think of it that yeah,
0: way. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting, for that. sure. Yeah. Um, I, I might have a better plus-minus on a Thursday than the great one. That's kind of fucking cool hold my hand on that. Uh, We're going to get into non-hockey news. This is going to be a little bit of the uh, major sports media rundown here. Uh Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen became the first player in NFL history with 100 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing t- touchdowns in his first four seasons. Dude, that's insane if you yeah. think
1: about it, with all the greatest quarterbacks that have come through. And this is sticking <laughs> with NFL. I didn't have this on the show notes, but I just saw tonight that
0: John Madden passed away. All right, rest in peace. I mean, dude, legend. Absolutely, I don't even even know who I would compare him to in in hockey because, like, he was in all video games. Scotty Bowman had a much longer career. Yeah, but I'm talking even like afterwards. Like he was in Little Giants, Madden football. Like he had. I don't think there's somebody in hockey like him, really.
1: Oh, you're probably right. Maybe Doc.
0: But how how old is he? 87.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was looking at my team. Oakland Raiders. That's my. He was
0: old back in Little Giants. Yeah, Live quite the long life, uh, Jackass dude. This is wild. Bam Marjeras suing Knoxville. <coughs> Spike Jones, Jeff Tremaine, the production company for booting him off Jackass forever. The suit alleges that they violated his civil rights, by making make him sign a sober contract. Stevo and Brandon Novak, they're both clean. They spoke recently about Bam being in rehab, and no way to contact him at this time. You hate to see it.
1: Now I just. I, I put that in because I've been based on the algorithm. I get every fucking jackass uh, notification sent to me, my timeline. And I've seen all those movies. You feel like you know the guys, and just bam, you can see them on this downward slope for the last 10, 15 years, ever since um, Brian Dunn. Yeah, Ryan Dunn. Yeah, ever since Dunn passed away. And uh it's just gotten worse and worse. And he hit the point where he had to sign the sober contract and even make it, I think, first two weeks in the shooting. So
0: that sucks, man. Mm-hmm.
1: But the release date is 2 4 February 4th.
0: Those movies are always so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how old you are, they will never not get old.
1: No, they're the best. You
0: have, like you have other people like trying to kind of be like jackass nowadays, it'll never be the same. Actually, they
1: that one kid they brought him in to the fold, so he's in the new the new jackass the heavyset kid i can't remember the name of the show
0: <laughs> now i have a question for you have you ever seen yellowstone have we talked about this
1: yeah i'm the one who told you to watch
0: okay well i finished i started oh, you're I caught up all the way dude jesus christ all I, I mean what have i been doing i've been watching tv guys uh if you guys haven't seen this show this show is it's definitely a top five of all time for me i think yeah i think but i'm the, one
1: episode behind I haven't seen the one from last Great. week.
0: They have a little like spinoff, 1883.
1: It's the prequel. Yeah. Have you watched it? I saw the first episode. No, I haven't watched it, actually, because I, I was going to watch it, but then something came up. So my wife, makes fun of me. my wife makes fun of me all the time because if I was ever going to be with a man, it would be <laughs> Sam Elliott. She says to me all the time. I love. Well, again, obviously, but I love Sam Elliott.
0: I had no idea how many people loved Sam Elliott until like the, he's ranch, the best. And now this, like he's I guess best. he was just an absolute, Wait, what's, what's the show? The, the ranch. ranch. The ranch was on Netflix. That's no, like I the first heard. time I really got to like see Sam Elliott. And it was like, we never, have you never seen? Um... I know he's in the movie roadhouse. I've never seen it. You've never seen roadhouse. No,
1: that is right in your wheelhouse.
0: Okay. Roadhouse, Cause that's Patrick. I'm a big Patrick Swayze guy. So oh, then you
1: definitely put it this way. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. We'll talk about it after you see Roadhouse. Uh, Big Lebowski. He's in the Big Lebowski. Is he? Yeah, plays the cowboy.
0: See, I've only seen the Big Lebowski like once or twice, and both times I was I was fucked up. So I remember like bits and pieces of it. Yeah, but yeah. Wow. But Sam Elliott, he's just the man. Um, and then I watched the Gabby Petito Brian Laundry documentary. Uh, I don't know who either of those people are. So Gabby Potato, she was the girl who Brian Laundry killed her earlier this year. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. They did like this cross country trip in the van. Oh, that and was who they are. Then he came back and she wasn't there. And did they ever find himself. out? Did they ever find him? No. Well, he offed himself. Do they know that for certain? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the remains matches dental records or whatever. Oh, okay. But, um. That can be fake. Here's the thing about yeah. What was the movie with fucking? Oh God, this is gonna drive me nuts. The guy from Friends, Chandler, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think I want to say it's Bruce Willis is also oh, the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards, dude. I don't know why I just brought that up, but what a fuck. Oh, yeah, with the we'll- dental records. Because they they did like a dental record thing, so he didn't match up to somebody that they burned in a car. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just brought this up. I thought if you if you kind of filed the case, like it was like very very like national news when it happened, so I was like kind of dialed into everything going on. I mean, because it's like, a tough. It, I mean, I'm glad he's dead, but that's that sucks for that girl. Yeah, I mean, and it, like the it, documentary did a pretty good job, like walking you through all that shit if you weren't watching it live. But at, at the end, there's like it's the ending sucks because he just there's nothing that really comes from it. So um, wait, wait, let's
1: go back to Yellowstone for a sec.
0: So who's your favorite character?
1: Uh, Rip. Oh yeah, yeah. Rip's a badass. And
0: then my second favorite, I think Beth is one of the funniest fucking oh, she's a fuck she,
1: nature, dude. dude.
0: Oh my god. An absolute force of me nature. Up. Marry her yesterday.
1: Yeah. See, but, I'm I like Casey.
0: A lot of people like Casey, dude. He's, I mean, don't
1: get me wrong, Rip's my guy, but I like Casey too.
0: I they need to They do too much stuff on the reservation with Casey. I want to see Casey fucking gunslinging and riding horses. Well,
1: they're showing they're showing both sides, the duality of man. I get it.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think. I hate Jamie. I think he's such a fucking pussy dude. That just shows you how good an actor he is. Yeah, seriously. And uh, I liked. I really liked the uh, the one girl. I have no idea what her name is, but she's part of the bunkhouse and all she does is swear and she like packs. Oh, Tater, dude, she's (laughs) fucking badass. Have
1: you seen? You should Google her. Cause she's looks a lot different when she's not on that show.
0: Probably baddie. She's still kind of a baddie in that show. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but okay, that that was our media
1: fucking. I don't know. What <laughs> oh, talking. hey, one good thing too. I will say this: Kevin Costner, he brings in all his buddies, which I respect.
0: Dude, you who was it? Because I just saw that somebody. Oh, the the, the uh, Jamie's real dad. Yep. was uh, one of Kevin Costner's buddies. He was in remember yep. the Titans and then there was one other fucking movie. He's well there.
1: in Kevin Costner movies, he was in The Postman. He mm-hmm. was in No Way <laughs> Out. He's been in a lot of movies with Kevin Costner. And to- I just think I just think like um uh I just think it's good when you have these guys that bring it. just I think it just shows you that they're good dudes.
0: Kind of like Adam Sandler too, right? Like Adam yeah, Sandler exactly. always has guys too. Yep. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's what I don't I don't know what we can call that. We'll we'll think about whatever we can call that segment. Maybe like maybe like dump and change. Um now we're gonna go that's, to that's the a good one. Oh, I like that. You are buzzing. Thanks. Buzzing. I'm buzzing. How <laughs> yeah. seriously, thank you. Best Christmas gift I've ever gone. Uh Rangers Talk, COVID Protocol, Nemeth, Lindgren, Georgiev, and Rooney. <coughs> Rooney just came on today. Uh they came out with the taxi list. Morgan Barron, Johnny Brodzinski, Tim Gettinger, Adam Huska, Zach Jones, Matthew Robertson. They recalled Gettinger and Jones today. Um, and then just uh, the Gettinger thing. I don't get it. I feel like this guy's been on the fucking Rangers organization forever. And he just never sticks. I don't know why they keep bringing this guy up, but they know a little bit more about hockey than I do.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. And then Ferrard, or yeah, he is on the first line for team USA right now. He scored in one of the prelims games, but he also got fucking lit up really bad. But I guess he's okay. And then they just signed to an entry-level deal. Dylan Garand, he is the Canadian's goalie. So, something to check out there. Uh, they play the Panthers tomorrow night. It's nice to have fucking hockey back. Holy shit. Doesn't it seem like it's been forever? And it really like hasn't been that long. It's been only
1: two days for the Bruins, I think.
0: Yeah, you guys never play. like Your next game's in like May.
1: Yeah, see in the playoffs. Pretty much.
0: Um They're let's just slowing so
1: we- down until Tuka's ready.
0: But, I, you know, at the same time, I don't hate it. It's a nice little fucking rest for the boys. They get to go home for Christmas. Yeah. Um Glant was interviewed, and he was talking about, like, how, like, he he pretty much told the boys, hey, go have a good time with your fucking families and all this shit. And when they came back, he said, we put them through a tough practice, and I get off the ice, and I turn around, and, like, I think half the team was still out there fucking around doing shit. So, you no, let them get, they're, yeah, they're di- you like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's just, like, let's get on the ice, and let's practice a little bit more. So, um we'll see how that happens. But Bruins talk time.
1: So I don't have the Bruins taxi list, probably because they don't have a game scheduled anytime soon, so they're not worried about it. Um,
0: I'll see if they came out with one while you
1: talk. So the 2015 draft continues to pay dividends. <laughs> oh, as, my God, you're telling as, me. As not only has Jake DeBrusk, as we've gone over and over, asked for a trade, but Zach, Zach Sension requested a trade also. And the third pick of that draft, Jacob Zaboro, who was actually playing pretty decently as a 5'6 defenseman, tore his ACL, and he's out for the year. It came out. So, thanks. Uh, The only other thing I really have is that uh, Brad Marchand, with some strong talk, and I have the quote here, some strong talk to the uh, powers that be regarding the Olympics, because Marchand definitely wanted to go. This is, quote, The NHL and the NHLPA can change the rules of the of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during this pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed. Yet, they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor the agreement they made so the NHL players can go. Excuse me. Please tell me that's not bullshit. And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. I think he's come out the strongest with his comments. I mean, he's also, what, he was going to be second-line second, second line winger on that team?
0: I, I mean, if that's play
1: playing with Bergeron and him and Crosby are boys from back home, I mean, that was going to be the line.
0: That's a fucking good hockey line, man.
1: So he's very strong statement, and I didn't and they,
0: understand the taxi thing. What did what did that mean?
1: Well, they they instituted so the taxi squad you read right. Yeah, they instituted it now for the NHL, so they don't lose any more games. Well, why couldn't they have done that for the Olympics? Is what he's saying. Okay. Basically, what he's saying is the NHL has no vested interest in the players going over to play in the Olympics. They don't make any money off it, so they don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, but they're going to the tax- do
1: whatever they can to keep NHL games going, though.
0: So you're that's talking about you would want more people on the team. So if somebody yeah. got sick or something, yep, that's I mean, that's fair, but I think that's kind of a weird thing to be talking about. I think it's more or less, do you think the taxi well, is- as
1: an excuse? He's saying. You can do whatever you want in order to keep the NHL chumming along, but why can't you do that for the Olympics? Because yeah. you don't have a vested interest. <laughs> no, I think, I think he's it's... just calling out the hypocrisy is what I believe yeah. he's doing.
0: And speaking of hypocrisy, he was the one who went at Artemi Panarin earlier this year talking about Russia and how many really liked him there. While while most of the, I would say most of the Canadians and Americans are staying home, Andy Strickland, there's some rumblings of players, specifically Russian players, who may choose to leave their NHL club and still represent their country in the Olympics. League said it didn't encounter problems in 2018, doesn't expect it now. So Russians may still end up going anyway. So, just Russians? So are that Czechs,
1: Germans? It, it says, box, spec- he
0: said players, specifically Russian players. Huh. So, while while Martian thinks about Panarin about Russia, Panarin might have his backpacks go to the Olympics. Hey, Martian, put your money where your mouth is, bud.
1: I don't think he can go.
0: Why why would he not be able to go? Oh, maybe because of the whole, yeah, the country thing. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Although, if the NHLPA comes out and says you players can't go, then that would hold for Panarin as well. You would think,
0: but Russians they, yeah, I mean, Russians kind of do what they want. Yeah. And so, then
1: could we see basically could we see a player cross the picket line and say, fuck you, I'm going? Like honestly, if Connor McDavid said it'd be it has to be a big name. People who make well, their Olympic teams are fucking elite players. Well, let's say so. Let's use Marshand, who's been very vocal. If Marshand said to the Bruins, hey, I'm going, tough shit, what are they gonna do?
0: Forfeits his pay. Forfeits his pay, uh, maybe the NHL would suspend him. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, I'm I mean, I hope player. he doesn't. You know, I hope he does whatever keeps him playing for the Bruins. Right? But- Can you
0: imagine if Charlie McAvoy says "fuck it" and he goes and he goes to play for Team USA and he comes back, and the NHL are like, "Hey, you can't play in the NHL anymore. You're suspended for a year." And because he's spending for a year and he's not in the NHL anymore, he gets to come back as a free agent and he plays. For the Rangers. This is your
1: playing against the Rangers. I see it. Yep.
0: Yeah, that happens. Wheels are spinning. Uh, <laughs> all, I, all I have left
1: for the uh, for the Bruins is happy birthday. Ray Bork turned 61 today.
0: Ray Bork, 61 years old. Holy yep. shit, man. Oh, God. There's like, yep. I'm starting to get those moments where I'm like, fuck, I'm old. And that, that one. <laughs> yeah, I remember Stastny's dad playing, so. Jesus. <laughs> um, that's what we have NHL in the news. Rangers, Bruins, dump and change. Uh, Beer league round up. I got a game Wednesday this week and I got a game Sunday this week. We don't normally have games on Wednesday, so we're going to see what ends up happening. Uh, my one buddy, I don't think he's going to be able to make either game, which kind of sucks. But uh, Is that the guy yeah. who sets you up? Uh, no, Farley will still be there. But, uh, yeah, something like that. But I'm uh, pretty fired up to get back into it. I skated once here. It didn't go great, I don't know why. It was one of those things where oh, I remember lights, been-
1: right? You said it was yeah, a light.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I already talked about this. Um, <laughs> so, so that, that's kind of I don't really have much for beer league this week. Do you, what do you have? Oh, shout uh, out to disco! I think disco sent me a jersey, it was or somebody sent a jersey in and I retweeted maybe it was Jenks. And it's uh, the teams from Arizona and I think they're the Swamp Donkeys or something like that, but they it's had gotta be it's gotta be jerseys.
1: disco if it's Arizona.
0: They had six jerseys. I'm gonna look Actually, that up. shout right out
1: right right to Disco. He uh, he asked for a Yelp review for a while back. Do you remember that? I yeah. did him. A, I did him a Yelp review. I go. I'll give you a Yelp review. if You send me a T-shirt. He sent me a T-shirt from the bar. <laughs> Sweet shirt. It's called the Hot Chick. It's so a little I, PR for you there, Disco.
0: I don't hate that. Disco loves his PR too. Oh, here it is. It was. Uh, it was Jenkins. Uh, this is the Arizona Swamp Donkeys. These things are fucking cool. I don't know if you can. Oh, see that, that is cool. Like that, I would play for that team. I'd wear that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll Instagram that later. It says in 1998, I was five years old in South Dakota when I was bit by a donkey and cried. I finally faced my fears of donkeys and have signed a long-term deal with the Arizona Swamp donkeys. Love that. That was from (laughs) Vitamin Thoughts. But uh, yeah, that's what I have for Beer League. What do you got? So
1: Beer League upcoming. We have a game tomorrow night. Hopefully I'm down at my in-laws trying to finish this job down on Cape Cod and hopefully I can get this finished so I can be up for it. But it's not looking good. Um, but we had I had two games last week. The upper league. We lost good game, though it was close. Uh the, the lower level. So we go out there. I hadn't skated in like a month because of my foot and everything. We go out there. How's and that feeling feeling all good? good, all good. Yeah, all good. So I'm out there skating, and uh we go out to skate, and this goalie's definitely young, jumping all over the place, right? Young kid, and we're When we got pumped, I want to say we lost like eight to two, right? Something like that. I Listen, eight to two. I was a uh, plus one. So did my job. But uh, <laughs> but so this kid was flipping pucks. He was like, trying, I think he was trying to score. Right. OK. And the captain of this of the team, we're all ta- they're all talking in between periods and after the game. They're like, I don't think this kid's approved. I don't think this kid's on that team. I think he's a ringer, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they ask the kid that the ref asked the kid his name. The ref comes over, tells the captain on my team his name. Sure enough, not approved. Forfeit. No, we get the the win one nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beer that's so beer league hockey. It's crazy.
1: Well, this league, if you win the local division, you get to go to Toronto to play for the national championship of that.
0: That's so fucking cool.
1: So it's a sick weekend, so I get it. All these games count. So, yeah, shout-out to uh, the captain of that team for <laughs> holding them accountable.
0: So fucking cool. We get, the, we get the W. W is a W, right? Win, mm-hmm. lose, you win. Know, lie, cheat, and steal. All yeah. right, now Morris, Heroes and Zeros.
1: Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: All right, I got a good hero and a good zero this week. You're the okay.
1: same. You're the same hero as me, so I'm just going to let you go.
0: Okay. Well, our hero is Mario Lemieux. Um, this came out. This is Joe Pompolino. Pop. I read
1: the whole thread.
0: I'll read. I'll read it out to everybody. The Pittsburgh Penguins were recently acquired by Fenway Sports Group for about nine hundred million dollars. The interesting part: a former Penguins player said to make over three hundred fifty million dollars in the deal because of one negotiation in 1999. First, some history. After a remarkable career in the Quebec Junior Hockey League, Mario Lemieux was selected number one overall by the Pens in 84. He signed a two-year deal for $600,000 with $150,000 signing bonus and got to work. Went on to have a legendary career, played 17 seasons, scored more than uh, 750 goals, 1,200-plus assists, brought home two cups, but Penguin's ownership saw their business collapse throughout the 90s. Revenue crashed when, uh, while expenses tripled, and with $100 million in debt, the team was forced to clear bankruptcy in 98. Their largest creditor, Mary Lemieux, who was owed over $26 million in deferred salary. But rather than chase pennies on the dollar in court, he came up with a solution. He offered to buy the team with an investor group, financing his part by converting $20 million of his deferred salary into, into equity. Once done, Lemieux owned 25% of the team. Since buying the Penguins in 99, he revitalized the, uh, the franchise. Annual revenue is up from $55 million to $185 million. They built a new arena, had cable deals, won three more cups. The Penguins recently ended a 633-game sellout streak that last more than 14 years. This is, this is wild. Mary Lemieux is the only person in NHL history to have their name on the Stanley Cup as both a player and an owner. Yeah, the franchise awesome. is now one of the NHL's strongest. <clears throat> he increases equity stake over the years and expected to stay as a small minority owner after the sale. But at a $900 million valuation, that means Lemieux turned his $26 million deferred salary into roughly $360 million. That makes it one of the best athlete investments ever. The uh, mayor Lemieux Lemieux's deal to buy the Penguins might seem like a no-brainer, but wasn't always the case. He found leverage, got creative, incentivizing himself with uncapped, upsize and turned a bad situation into an incredible investment. As they say, equity is key. That's crazy.
1: I read the same thing, and I was like, I- that's my hero of the week. It's awesome. It's so fucking cool. Like-
0: Oh, my God. I would have been so pissed if I couldn't get $26 million. I don't think that I would have done the same thing. I would have been fucking... Well, it money. wasn't like
1: he had money at the time, too.
0: Yeah. Well, if you think about it, back then, $26 million was fucking a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Not that it's well, not now. money now, Yeah. Um... And then my zero of the week. Did you see this USA Hockey post that they did on Instagram? Where it's like, are you home dressers? And it's just a video with like weird sound effects in the background, like a weird music, and it's no. all Team USA like getting dressed and like walking to the rink in like sneakers. No, bro. It's- here's it's- one for you. Nobody gives a shit about that. Give us some fucking funny like interviews with the players. Like, let us know who they are. I feel like well, Team spend Canada that time and me-
1: time and money designing better jerseys.
0: I just feel like team Canada does, does such a better job with like being team Canada and USA hockey is like this Mickey mouse fucking organization. It's like, did dude, you see like, the, you know,
1: the video of the German, the German team when they won?
0: Oh yeah. That was fucking cool.
1: That was awesome. And those are sick jerseys too, by the oh, way. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, big yeah. time. But yeah. it's just like USA hockey. Can you like, I don't know, man, they don't focus enough on hockey. They focus enough about on Mickey mouse type shit. I was just kind of over it, but that's, that's my negative for the week. Would you have a zero? I don't have a zero, but I do have this. This is what I asked
1: you to remind me about like two things ago. So with all the kids coming home that I used to coach, right? Now they're of age. We've had some cocktails from shooting the shit. And I was Mm -hmm. like, so these, I don't know what else to call them. Viral idiot challenges. Do you ever do any of this stuff with your buddies? Like what? So I figured this was a good thing because everybody's home. Like, have you ever done like the, uh, the power hour?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right, or Edward Forty Hands.
0: Uh, Power Hour, Thunderstruck is good. That's when you play What's AC- Thunderstruck. AC, you play ACDC's Thunderstruck, and every time they say thunder, somebody chugs, and then when they say thunder again, the next person chugs. So at some point, somebody gets fucking totaled because they say thunder for the last time, and it's like, oh shit.
1: Well, like we did. I remember in college, every time Rudolph's nose lit up, you would shotgun a of beer.
0: Yeah, little things like right. that.
1: So I have a list of them. Okay. So there's the the power hour is a shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes. Yeah, right? you actually
0: get pretty fucked up doing
1: that. You can get yeah, you get pretty messed up. But then there's the uh the centurion where you do the same thing, but it's a hundred minutes, a hundred shots in a hundred minutes. Wow. That extra 40, bud.
0: Yeah, I would black out. That'll yeah. do you. Yeah.
1: Uh Edward 40 hands, we talked about the horseshoe mile. You heard that one? Mm-mm. You pack an upper and a lower decker. With chew, yeah, and you have to run a half mile without puking,
0: bro. I, w- I would last all of four steps.
1: There are some people like I used back in the day, I used to play lacrosse with red man in my mouth.
0: I can never do that,
1: yeah. So that was that one. Uh, uh the IHOP challenge. Now, what's the IHOP challenge? You have to spend 24 hours in an IHOP. <laughs> for, wait, for each pancake you eat, it's
0: an hour off. So, a couple years ago, we went to Denny's, yeah, and uh, it was me, Rex, I think DJ me, and Hal was there, and we convinced Hal to try to beat the record for most pancakes eaten at this Denny's, and uh, the lady told us. Remember was, the number? The lady told us was 18, so Hal was crushing pancakes, and I think that he got to right around like 12 and a half, and he was like hurting, hurting. since hit your and, stomach like a lead balloon. And then the lady comes back. She tells him that the record was actually 24, and he's like, "I'm not oh. doing this." <laughs>
1: you're, you're halfway there, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he was like, "No, <laughs> like, I'm fucking like, <laughs> nope, 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 nope." That was actually yeah. So
1: if you you sit there for 24 hours, you can bring like a phone and stuff. Yeah, but you, for every pancake you eat, it's a, it's one less hour. So, oh, God, man. that's that still a lot of time in an iPhone.
0: Suck, dude. Oh my God. No,
1: yeah. Um. The hygienist challenge. Uh, I don't know. You getting your teeth cleaned? Don't break eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually done that one. <laughs> <coughs> That's pretty funny. And she was like, what is wrong with you? I knew her enough to do it. Um, yeah. Hygienist challenge. All right. So <laughs> then there's the great American challenge. What is that? One of the kids was in a fraternity. He told me this one. So you have a five man team. Okay. You have to put away a 30 rack, an eighth of weed, and a large pizza.
0: A 30 rack, an eighth of weed, and a large pizza. Okay. After
1: all three are gone, you have to do a 100-piece puzzle. Whoever completes this in the shortest time wins. Wow.
0: A couple of years ago, there was that 612 12 18 24 challenge. You remember that? Mm-mm. So you there are four activities you could do. One was running the amount of miles, one was drinking the amount of beers. Um you have God.
1: to you have to run six, obviously. It was oh man, it's gonna
0: drive me. Out. You had a kid your was one American. of them was the amount of times you jerked off, and then I forget what the fourth one was. And you had super. to like and and it went like super, super viral a couple of years ago. There was one other thing. Oh, donuts. You had to eat donuts, drink beers, run miles, and jerk off. And you had to like pick whatever one you would do or whatever. Yeah, this guess. is viral a couple of years ago, but kind of like the great American challenge, I guess. Yeah.
1: All right. This is the last one. This is my favorite, which I would love to see this as a competition. The milk challenge, no. <laughs> half gallon of milk. And then you run a half mile. No, if you puke,
0: I would puke. You do it
1: again. No.
0: Nah, and you done. keep
1: going till you make the half mile.
0: Yo, the other night we went out, and I had the worst. We, we started drinking at noon, and I didn't get home till like, 1. And around, like, 10 o'clock, I started getting a headache. And, I, I like, my hangover was already kicking in at 10 o'clock at yeah. night. I asked the bartender for a couple things at Advil. I think he gave me, like, five. Took those. Woke up in the morning, no headache. But, holy shit, I felt awful. Like, all I had to do was throw up. But at the same time, waking up without a hangover headache, was it was a game changer. So oh, it makes a big difference. Huge huge because if i had a headache cool. along with the way i was feeling i, I don't think i would have moved for hours
1: so if anyone listening has any viral challenges feel free to send them in oh man
0: that, i mean some of those are pretty funny we should tell jenks and uh and think that they have to do the ihop challenge
1: <laughs> together and they can't yeah, talk.
0: You imagine <laughs> like instagram live those guys jenks just
1: in. jenks is glaring at fink the whole way
0: i feel like jenks would finish 24 pancakes in like an hour He's a
1: big dude, man.
0: That's what you're saying. He's a big guy. Yeah, maybe. I, don't, I don't know. Who would you pick? Who do you, who do you think would get out of IHOP earlier? Between Jenks and Fink? I feel like Jenks might go way too fast
1: at the beginning. I know my, my dark horse pick would be. Would be Booth. Because we just get them all pissed off. And then yeah. he would just angrily eat pancakes till he was
0: done. <laughs> and we talked about Wayne Gretzky a lot this podcast. Did you ever see the thing where he called the devils a Mickey Mouse organization? Yeah. And then yeah. there's like that that sign that says that when he's chilling in the rink. I thought
1: that was yeah. cool. and everybody wore Mickey Mouse ears to the game. Yeah. Um all right,
0: guys, I don't know how we got there, but those <laughs> well, those I, were
1: – I derailed us. No, stars. I
0: loved it. I loved it for us. Uh, that was our Heroes and Zeros. Now we have three stars. It's going to be interesting, I think.
1: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: So I don't know how we're going to do this because we talked about what we should do, and I was like, "Well, yeah, we New Year's, we can do resolutions." And you're like, "I don't do resolutions." So I, I didn't I, say I, it like that. Are, I, just that's, said I just don't that's do that. That's here. how I read the text. Um, <laughs> so what, no are gonna do? what are we What are we going to do here?
1: Well, no, I mean we could do. I mean you can do your resolutions. I guess if I was going to do resolutions, and I said I may just counter it and say, "All right, so what are some holiday traditions that you do follow?" Or ones that you like, or maybe offbeat, something different that you can bring to the table. Yeah,
0: okay. Let's do holiday traditions that we do. I think that's cool. I'm good with that one. All right. All right. So uh, let's see here. My third star. Let's see. Well, Christmas and Thanksgiving, we always go out. So that would be like a tradition for me. We always go to the same bar, always the same bartender. gives us the aux cord, and we just get after it. We just drink a ton of Bud Lights. That's one
1: you said that that's (laughs) a... A very quiet bar, too, right? Yeah,
0: it, well, yeah, on, on a major holiday, it, it most certainly is. Oh, that's uh, good, though. Yeah, I mean, that that's fantastic. We've been hitting up this bar, Trotters, an awful lot in Saratoga. Really good chicken wings. Check those guys out. Um, cash only, though, kind of a buzzkill. But I think that would be my th- my third star, for sure. Hmm. I don't know
1: what my third star would be. My third star, I get a variety of things, like, strolling around. Like, when I lived down the Keys... No one was from there, so we used to do an Orphan's Christmas. That was always fun.
0: What now you what know, does that mean?
1: Everyone just there would be like 40 people who didn't have family there, and we'd all just go to have a big Christmas dinner and everybody would bring something. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah, it was cool. We did that, yeah. I did that for three years. Orphan's Christmas, we called it. Orphans Christmas. Yeah, that'd be my third star. Like if you're like if you were in Nashville, right? Yeah. And you couldn't go home and you knew a bunch of people that were transplants and have families. You know, it's kind of like the Stastny story with uh, with the other guy there. And instead of going to family, yeah. you guys just all get together and everybody brings a dish.
0: No, I like that. I think that's a good cool. one. So um, go. My second star is convincing myself that I'm actually going to do my New Year's resolutions. Like I'm just <laughs> sitting there and like telling myself, Cad, you can do this. You can do this. And then like day one, it's like, fuck. So like a couple of them I have this year. Uh, I want to get a get on the pod that would be my nice. third resolution. I think that'd be fucking cool. Second one, dry January. Who knows how long that's going to last to be completely out.
1: Probably okay. not
0: long. And then my number one star, I want to get down to a lean 180 pounds. If I could get to 180 pounds, man, let me tell you what, I'd find the hottest mea culpa in the world. And we would, we would just. <laughs> after that. So that, I think my, my number two star, cause none of these things are going to happen is convincing myself that, the, that they will. Fair enough. Um,
1: my number two star is growing up for Thanksgiving. Uh, My mom would always let us pick the sides. Everybody gets one side. That's that cool. Can pick that's and cool, I'm too. trying that's to introduce huge. that at my house.
0: That's huge because then no matter what, you're gonna have a good time.
1: Yeah, and everybody picks a side, and you could go strategic or you can go, you know, f- fan favorite, whatever you want to do. Now, you does know. like
0: stuffing count as a side? Does somebody have to pick? No, it no, no, it
1: it no. It? you got your staples like stuffing, potatoes. Starbucks turkey gravy and like green beans or something okay. and everybody like <clears throat> mine was always tortellini you know i love tortellini it's a good side dish my i don't remember what my brother picked my sister used to pick baked beans because she's the only one that ate them
0: okay. she didn't like well, turkey i would go devil eggs i fucking love that oh eggs. devil eggs are good i can eat a billion of those fucking things
1: i have a, a buddy with an excellent recipe i'll get it for you please i fucking I, and like and not only does he have a good recipe he's got a dish that's made for deviled eggs. Got little half. Oh yeah. Like- oh
0: yeah. yeah. We got one of those. Doreen collects the falls craft. I've never seen that. Whatever hell that is. No, they're elite. And I feel like you get kind of shamed if you're a deviled egg guy. Like I feel like people think you smell bad or something. <laughs> have wow. you ever seen that? Uh,
1: have you? All right. So we've we've talked before about my fondness for cheap domestic beer. Have you ever seen that Miller High Life commercial where the guys just like hammering deviled eggs? No. And no. all they show, all they show is like his hand. At, like, gut level, his gut over the pants and the platter of deviled eggs on the counter. And he's just like, Pain. Yeah, I can have another one.
0: <laughs> Dude, I de- deviled eggs, man. Like, I could eat 180 of those fucking things and be like, This is
1: <laughs> that could be. That's I'm sure that's some challenge. Like, the Paul Newman, no one can eat 50 hard boiled eggs.
0: Could you imagine if I broke the world record for the most deviled eggs eaten in one sitting?
1: <sighs> I like, I don't think you'd ever eat them again.
0: No, you're probably right. You we got into this talk. Uh, if you were given an, well, actually, if you were in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat? I have no idea. 10, maybe? Well, let's, let's how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 20 minutes? And we'll say with bun. 10,
1: maybe? 8? I don't know. I'm yeah. a big hot dog guy.
0: I love hot dogs. I fucking I hammer hot dogs. Actually, I'm because I'm home. I'm kind of doing like some things that I don't, I can't do in Nashville. So like, I got a nice coffee from my favorite iced coffee place. I got my favorite sub today from my favorite sub place. Yeah, Stewart's hot dogs. I have to hammer those before I leave. Oh, and tomorrow's Rangers game night. That's what I'll do. I'll go get a couple deli dogs. Support, support, support. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of what I had for my second. Are we still on my second? Yeah, you, yeah, we both did too. Okay, so now I'm on my first. Sure. Um, I haven't done it in a couple years, but uh, Rex has a um, a camp up at Sachindaga, and they would always have a giant Fourth of July, uh, like parade that his grandfather did for years. His grandfather passed away, I think, earlier this year or last year. Um, so that's been obviously really shitty. And shout out to the to his family, but. Let me tell you what, like they did it right. They had like this fucking four wheeler, this trailer, this giant boombox. They would play like the overture of eighteen twelve, and like because oh like the loop is maybe maybe a quarter of a mile, like if that. But and they would go really slow, and everybody would walk, and everybody dressed up in red, white, and blue. I love Fourth of July. That was always a blast. Honor to be invited to one of those, like years and years and years ago. There was an article in the paper about them doing it, and like oh, it nice. was just a huge thing. So. Shout out to uh, Rex and his family, and it's red, white, and blue, baby.
1: So, my number one is we instituted this, I think, three years ago, maybe four years ago, with my daughter. So, we wanted to make uh, loved ones passing on more of a positive, not positive, but
0: not peaceful, like, sad like, kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So, celebrate life kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, right around this time, Coco came out, and they have this whole thing about Day of the Dead. So, we decided to incorporate Day of the Dead into our Halloween celebration.
0: What the hell is that called? It's called something. Day of the Dead. De- de los Delos, los Mortes, or That's something like that. Spanish
1: it. for Day of the Dead. Yeah, you yep, know that. <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, we have, I built in a friend day, which is a altar type thing with steps, like shells. And we painted it, decorated it, did all crazy, like, different colors. We got framed pictures of our family, uh, you know, loved ones that have passed on, uh, f- close friends, family friends, stuff like that. Like, one of our chickens passed away that my daughter was aware of when we put the picture of the chicken on. Was not that Cheech? Cush. Cush. Close. close. Okay. You're right there, buddy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that has been, uh, and we get these little uh, Alibres, which are these spirit animals that are all decorated. We painted them. And a kid in her class is from Mexico. So we Zoomed with the mom because we wanted to make sure we weren't doing it wrong like an offense, you know? Right. And she walked us through it. She showed us theirs. And we, yeah, it's just, that's it's so cool. nice. It's a cool thing. And we keep it up for almost the whole month. We do it from like early October to early November. And my daughter loves. She goes over and she'll like, you know, move stuff around on different shelves, and she'll talk to all about all the people on there, and it's just a nice way of doing things. So that's you're
0: a tradition guy, dude. I respect that. Like, you have some pretty yeah. cool traditions. I really don't have that many, but like, it gives me something to look forward to. You like start them, cool. yeah.
1: yeah, No, I think it's hard. more my because of my superstitions. You should see me trying to get dressed for hockey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Show up to the rink like four hours before the game. Well, ah, i was wondering man. why I have so many things I have to get done. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I got one buddy who gets dressed so fucking fast. I don't know how he does it. And I can get there. I can start getting dressed when he's not even in the room. He'll walk in, get dressed ahead of me. So now the running joke is, like, I watch him and I try to beat him every time. And this last game we were playing, Matt Mead, shout out Matty. This last game we were playing, I, uh, I got dressed ahead of him. And I'm like, hey, bud. And I, you know, gave like the up down. He goes, yeah, you've been here for 40 minutes. I'm like, irrelevant.
0: Yeah, who won? <laughs> who really won that battle? You know he's coming yeah. after him next week? As we're yeah. talking about this, I think next week's uh, three stars should be like three hidden talents that we wish that we like had.
1: Oh, I'll do it better. I'm going to put it in my notes right now. Hit three that we have and three that we wish we had.
0: I don't have any hidden talents, man, really. Dude.
1: I'll, I'll take a comment. You, you, you listen just because it's not good doesn't mean it's not a talent. <laughs> I can properly cut my steak.
0: <laughs> like, there you go, there's one. Oh, no. hey,
1: shout out to one of my customers. Uh, one of my customers uh slid the kid here, uh, a nice porterhouse as a thanks for squeezing us in during the holidays.
0: Don't hate that for you, yeah. Well, I love it. It's pretty you. good. Hell yeah. But that's what we have in a a podcast with not a lot of hockey currently going on. I feel like we filled enough of your time up. Uh, (laughs) Brownie, do you have anything else for us?
1: As always, new year, new wishes, new plans, new dreams, new goals, new hopes, new fears. But as always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley.
0: Wherever you are. Thank you guys (laughs) for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya.